0: Just cold. <laughs> I don't like the, of the internet. You don't like the internet? No. <clears throat> Your job is to police the internet. Yeah, it's going great. I'm going to try really hard not to, to talk shit about anybody on the left, and that, that includes pe- even people like Cumbtown, because um, oof,
1: yeah. I've, I've been to the mountaintop, <laughs> but
0: I've seen the other side. <laughs> yeah, it can always be worse, right? <laughs> I mean, goddamn, no one is... No one thinks Joe Biden is secretly Harboring JFK Jr. In like a basement to trot out At some point To do sex To fight sex offenders Like Captain America or some shit I, I I, personally think Biden does have him locked in a basement But he's in there torture him Like he's got a car battery attached to him <laughs> And he's beating him and stuff For some reason I don't know why he would be I I like to think of some sort of like uh, (laughs) potato Irish versus (laughs) (laughs) some really deep old country (laughs) shit that no one would understand. Joe Biden. Yosef Biden. Yosef O'Biden. I was thinking about the name uh, Yosef with regard to Ireland because I watched the movie about um, Joe Heaney, Mm -hmm. the famous Irish folk singer. But um, I was thinking, so... The other Christian transplant names, like John became Sean and James is Seamus because there's no, like, J sound in Irish, mm-hmm. but they they didn't ever do it for Joseph, so they just call him Yosef. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think what it would be if they changed it. I was trying to think of it right now. Shaysh. 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 Oh, I was Can thinking about Shaysh for sure. Oh, Shaysh. And then I was thinking about Seamus, and I was like, it's perfect because it's you replace the J with the S E, right? Mm-hmm. And then you just pronounce the rest of James, like phonetically. So it's, it's so sort of Jamus instead of James Seamus, right? Yeah, that's how it was Because if you, because like your son's name is Jamison if you pronounced it Jameson, that'd be weird, right? Some makes sense, anyways. I get it. Ireland's got it all figured out, <laughs> <laughs> except for Joseph. <laughs> All a pill for Ireland. yo. Well, <sighs> crack my, what's crack I'm um, emotionally, spiritually, summer is over. It was a bad summer. Don't worry, fall, it's going to pick up for the fall. <laughs> summer, so summer, I feel like is always like even the last few years where I'm not so into partying and anymore, anymore. You know, at least cool stuff still happens in summer. Usually, like maybe. You can um, find, like, a partner, you know, fun, like, romantic summer stuff. You watch fireworks, you know, get some besos, a little chaka-chaka. Not this year, nothing. Nothing, nothing happened this year. No, some shit happened. It's none of the fun. I just was in my room all the time. (laughs) 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 And the world exploded around. me. (laughs) I didn't like it. I don't like it. There's no justice on this green earth, this (laughs) blue, this island earth. (laughs) <laughs>
1: no justice
0: served. No, and the justi- real monster was man. Yeah, it's man. You get it? No justice. No kisses. Nothing. So that's not true. You were over at my house yesterday, and the dog gave you some kisses. That's true. Um, remember a couple weeks ago, I was like, I'm gonna check out horror comics, see what they're all about. Guess what? They're about Modoc. They're whack. Oh, sad. <laughs> there was um. There's one I saw I mentioned on Twitter that I was going to tell you about, but I can't. i have f- live the camera. What it is now? You probably have seen it. Yeah, I haven't gone through all my list yet, but I've basically been burnt out because. Well, I, and you you just been saying earlier that we should we should just do our own comic books. Let's, we used to do them. Let's do it again. We should and make them good. Here's my problem with the the modern horror comic. Um, obviously we've talked about it a lot On this podcast that usually horror films Are usually an allegory for something else There's some subtext to it Some sort of criticism right So I don't have a problem with that And I'll say The Babadook Is a pretty good modern horror movie Despite it being blatantly just about depression You know The Babadook also, but, it's a fun, fun word to say Yeah and Australians are just I just Australians are great I love their accent However it seems like every modern horror comic is following the same uh, like recipe as babaduke where it is just like the most mundane suburban i'm dealing with my depression or anxiety or people being mean to me in high school as an allegory through this horror comic and it is that's fucking lame like, this is the thing I'm someone who's dealt with, like, depression Anxiety, suicidal ideation Like, since I've, I i do not know Since I was about 13 or 14, at least And, like, fucking that's just not interesting You know what <laughs> I mean? <laughs> well, I mean, it is to a certain extent But just not over and over and over again Yeah, and it's, like, the flimsiest subtext, too It's kind of like the, Babi- and, like, the same. Like, yeah, I mean, especially you're just presenting the same way Over and over again yeah. I, don't, I get it, I don't like it, though This is, I just, man like, This is, like, baby brain shit. And then also, I mean, I love that independent comics have never been more possible than ever now, right? But instead of, like, independent comics being, like, cool like they were in the 80s and 90s, you know, like with Outlaw Comics and Ninja Turtles and Stray Bullets in the 90s, you know, where there was, like, very dynamic, unique art that also went along with them being independently produced Mm because people weren't just following the Marvel formula. Nowadays, like, the independent comics are, like, straight up, like, copying fucking Cal Poly, Cal Arts, like, cartooning style. Not, like, comic book style at all, which is fucking annoying. Like, I get yeah, like, It's cool. You can draw however you want. But, like, it doesn't even look like a comic book. It's, like, a paneled fucking Nickelodeon cartoon. So the art's <laughs> whack, too. I don't know. It's just I'm another yeah. one of those things where, like, now you just hate everything. No, it's, like, one of those things, another one of those things where, like, I'm out of line with, like, the taste of my generation, I think. Well, yeah, I don't know. I don't like that art style either, especially in a horror comic. It seems really yeah. weird. I mean, so, I a mean, horror know. comic, to me, seems like you should be really experimental with your art style. Yeah, well, I was, when I was, like, going to read horror comics again, I was excited about it because I was thinking, cool, like, since everything's so independent now, and et, cetera, et cetera, it's got to be, like... The like comics that were like actually scary to me when I was a kid that I felt weird reading them because I wasn't like old enough to read them, you know where it's like incredibly gory and brutal and stuff like that. And I don't mean like gore is necessary to tell a good horror story, but I was expecting something like more on the edge, like outsider style, and like the only thing that comes close is like Garth Enos' stuff, but his stuff is like so bleak and like 90s edgy it's embarrassing you know what i mean <laughs> as much as i love Gardenus, it's like all right man come on <laughs> we've seen it to- yeah well like it's so that's like i was like fuck this i'm gonna reread preacher and so i was rereading preacher and i was like yeah you know that 90s edginess was kind of a mistake because everything's like so everyone's so irredeemable in like his stories you know, <laughs> it's just. Ah, um, yeah, I mean, the preacher's not that bad, even on that scale. A couple of the main characters are redeemable. Like, yeah, quit. that's true. Well, I just. Because I, I also recently reread The Boys, like when the first season of the Boys, Boys came is in. garbage. And I was just like, man, fucking. Oof, man, this is as much as I like. Um, I think I said this. I, like, like, I, was, I, was, I was trying to read it uh, to watch the Amazon series, and I was like, man, this is just not. Mm. I mean, as much too as, much. Yeah, as much as I like the um, like fucking push the envelope, make it as weird and blah 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 as possible. If you have like no character in it who's like not a total piece of shit, it gets like really exhausting after a while. And the boy, like everyone in the boys, is a piece of shit. I the same thing with preachers. Aside from like the preacher himself. Like even like Cassie the Vampire is basically like I don't know shit most the of the time not <laughs> that funny? I don't know I guess I just grew out of The Preacher or something The art in is so amazing though It's If you want to like read like a cool ass like super gruesome like western You can still check out The Preacher So anyways I just reread read Akira because <laughs> that's the shit <laughs> <laughs> And then I also realized um because of Akira, I was like, "Oh, I actually like love. I like black and white um, comics and manga more than I like color stuff." Anyways, oh, that would have been my pitch to YouTube we for doing a horror comic. I want to do. I would do black and white with maybe splashes of color here and there. Yeah, I mean, because horror comics used to be black and white. You know what I mean? Because they weren't. They weren't um, published by like the major publishers. so Color is expensive. You just do shit in black and white. So black and white, I associate with independent horror comics. Anyways. I'm just gonna. I'm a manga guy now. I'm just gonna read manga because I just like like black and white um, line art and like the inking style stuff, anyways. And Japanese people are good at making weird horror shit, so I'm just gonna try horror manga now. Fuck the United States. United States doesn't produce anything good. (laughs) (laughs) The United States produced you. Yeah, I mean, but like by way of another country, (laughs) like a hundred years ago. Well, there's not any (laughs) culture in the United States. United States didn't produce anything about me. It was the clash from England, um Irish bloods, uh fucking Portuguese sausage linguiça. You know what it is, Catholicism by diffusion. <laughs> what <Well>, weird diffusion. <laughs> I was thinking about it though, and it also coincides with um so I've been like pretty depressed the last few weeks, but luckily uh My, um, mental illness, uh, I can feel it, like, Thursday night, like, I was like, oh, cool, I'm going to be on, like, um, a manic spree for a little bit, because I can feel like my, um, I don't know, I can just feel myself Mm change, so luckily due to that, um, now I'm just super excited to, um, well, I guess so I feel like almost overwhelmed by like all the things I don't know yet and need to learn more about. So I'm like, I don't know enough about manga, so I need to learn more about manga. <laughs> and I was like, I don't actually know enough about Japanese film history before, like, except for like a little bits, so I need to fill in all the gaps, etc., et etc. Et so like, now I'm just like all hyped up and like um, anxious about uh, all the media I haven't consumed yet. <laughs> no, that sounds real healthy. Yeah. It's better than watching the news, I think. Oh, that's a hundred percent true. Because on the news, it's like um, I don't know. Trump said soldiers suck, and then everyone was like, "We need to hurt quickly justify the Vietnam conflict," <laughs> <laughs> which is weird. I don't. I mean, I don't know. It's just like I get it. Trump's such like a loose cannon. He just says dumb shit that's like offensive to people. But then people like I feel like in opposition, people just stretch so far to validate things that are kind of shitty anyways you know <laughs> oh no oh fuck He said they died for nothing we must now go out of our way to prove somehow that every war is important instead of being like that's a shitty thing to say but you're right war sucks yeah i think the biggest thing you said was the suckers and losers shit wasn't it <laughs> not so much they died for nothing because that's not a sentiment that's been expressed a wow. couple times by different people it's really the well, you guys are a bunch of losers and suckers, and his general <laughs> distaste and disdain <laughs> for anything that isn't, and, yeah, you know, plated in gold. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. But I just mean the this, the weird, like, scatter shot um, opposition to it is always like approaching yeah. weird territory. That happens a lot. Consolidate your thought or something. I don't know. I guess is what it is people just don't know what they're talking about. Ever. <laughs> wow! Welcome to the internet. We said at the beginning of this. Yeah. I noticed noticed that quite a bit on Twitter that people um, especially people that can uh, can try to present themselves or position themselves kind of as like cultural, cultural critics they usually don't know about very many things except for through like pop cultural diffusion you know what I mean so they'll be like Ha ha, here's a joke about Modest Mouse, a band I only know from the Float On music video. (laughs) (laughs) I remember going to a Modest Mouse concert uh, when Float On got really popular and some very drunk people only yelling for Float On the entire night. Yeah. It's a bit of like a Zoomer cliche now to just like disrespect the Beatles all the time. How dare you, sir? Which I think is pretty funny because when you think about it, um, how like good the Beatles were, how important they were to like pushing forward... um, like recording techniques and shit it's like hard to ex- it's like it's not hard it's t- like a spectrum. hard yeah i get it but it's like a hard sell to like kids who only know the beatles from being like music and commercials and shit like their grandparents listen to or whatever but so it's like funny to me for the beatles as good as they were to just be like man the beatles suck <laughs> but then i was thinking about it and i was like hmm that's kind of like the same lack of nuance people have for other older things that might be important you know what i mean so I maybe it's not a good like trait to reinforce despite it being a joke cuz i don't know that's the problem is like everyone's just like yeah hey, we're just joking we're just memeing it's so, like well s- sometimes um you joke about shit and other people start to believe it and you start to believe it so And it starts that, to become a, it's, its own thing yeah, not to say the Beatles are as important as, like, uh, the value of World War One or you know what I mean? But, <laughs> but like, I don't know, I, I guess it's just... seems weird to me for people to position themselves as an authority on certain cultural things, but then not actually know what the fuck they're talking about. And that's why we created this podcast. Yeah, so I can complain about everyone who tries to do what I do, but doesn't do it as well, because they don't know about... 80s Italian cinema (laughs) (laughs) A bonjour And also uh, This episode specifically will be good Because um, Last night I was like Huh, I wonder if people are going to get So confused that they're going to Start going to church more Kind of like how the mysticism of Catholicism Has become kind of um, Present on the internet again But hopefully We can squash all that By talking about 1989s. Like, yes, the church. An old gothic cathedral built over a mass grave develops strange powers which trap a number of people inside with ghosts from the 12th century massacre. Seeking to resurrect an ancient demon from the bowels of the earth. Oh, oh the bowels. That's where you poop from. Yeah, stra- it has strange powers like the Magnetic field song. That's for you Zoomers. You go out there and be like, what the fuck's the Magnetic Fields? Check <laughs> it out. Looking to, listen to 69 Love Songs. Um. Oh, Mikhail Suave directed it we, You already know what it is with Mikhail Suave We've been talking about him, he's been around He's got a Terminator face Yeah, not on this one, he's probably had like a camera face um, Argento is producing again It's talking me with. again hey, Guess who is the little girl in this, huh? She belonged to me <laughs> No, she belonged to Anthony Bourdain Only for a little (laughs) while Then he kills himself (laughs) Oh shit Uh, Writers once again Mikhail Suave, Dario Argento Franco Farini All the same people from the Demons um, uncredited, Lamberto Bava, Fabrizio Bava, Lamberto's son, and Dardano Sacchetti, all from oh, the what, what, what? Just for two seconds here. The fact that it took a, a goddamn community to write this movie, which is so fucking loosely written, is offensive to me. I think that might be why it's so loosely written. Like, I think if maybe Mikhail Suave just did it himself, it probably would be a lot tighter. Because his film before the stage fright, his giallo, a lot tighter. And Cemetery Man, as you saw, a lot tighter. <laughs> like the the whole crux of this movie. You really think about it, It makes no sense because they they the Templars who. Oh my God! Do they constantly get a bad rap in fiction? Those Way the, worse than they were. In. Those aren't the Knights Templar, though. Oh, do they say the Teutonic Knights? Yeah, those are the orders of the German House of Saint Mary in Jerusalem, also known as the Teutonic Knights. Hmm. I don't remember if I know enough about the two dying knights. But anyways, it's not important. The two dying knights are basically the same thing as Knights Templar, where they're like, we're here to set up hospitals and protect pilgrimages to Mecca. We're stationed in Acre, or Acre, and um, we are fucking racist and kill people. (laughs) (laughs) That's all knights, though. (laughs) Yeah. That's the same with the Knights Templar. The Knights Templar get, like, an overly confident a rap where people think they're in the, the the fucking tendrils of the human history or whatever instead of them just being like thugs rapists and murderers which they are and so are the teutonic knights so i think it's a fairly accurate opening scene <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, the, um the um the whole crux of it is that they they come here they destroy the demon witch women the witch people yeah yeah and then they build a church on top of it so they don't come back. But if they do mm-hmm. come back, then the church collapses and then buries them forever, right? Well, there's the, the um, religious order, I guess the Teutonic Knights, the religious, the, the more like uh, monkly part of it, there's a scene where they're um, torturing the Christican or whatever, the guy that's supposed to protect the church. And he's, he set up a device so that the church can be collapsed on him. Yeah, as like a failsafe. It just seems like if that all you had to do is tr- collapse the church in the first place, why not just build the church and then collapse it and then call it a goddamn fucking day? Well, as you saw at the um, enigmatic ending, it didn't collapsing the church didn't even help. They're just trying their best to keep the evil at bay. Yeah, they're awful just, It Just makes no sense. Now the reason, garbage. also the reason why there's like so many writers is uh, the 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 Lombardo and Fabrizio Bava and Dardano Sacchetti half of it. That was when it was going to be Demons three. So there's only little bits of stuff that they wrote that ended up in it Mostly it was uh, Franco Ferreni who wrote uh, The Church And based off of Demons and The Church I think he might not be a good writer (laughs) No, he's fine So this movie, hands down, um, much more of a movie than than Demons is So at least it's got that going for it, right? You know, there's like a first, second, third act um, scene to scene it kinda makes sense. It's mostly like the dialogue's kinda stupid. Cause I mean they're writing they they don't or maybe they're not super fluent in English, you know. And then um the character motivations are pretty loose, but it's like not as ridiculously sloppy as Demons is. So it's got that going for it. <laughs> it's also um way more visually interesting. The lighting is fucking goofy as shit. Oh, I love Italian film lighting where it like doesn't make any natural sense. Cause it's like fucking just have fun with it. Even less Quentin Tarantino does it all the time. He's always putting like magic spotlights into shit where they shouldn't be. Makes it look cool. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. This it isn't. It's not as visually appealing in certain scenes. It's like especially in the opening scenes or anytime the the sun's out. They don't. I don't think they do a very good job of lighting. You... Oh yeah, fucking uh, never have your Italian movie outside. Ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I mean. There's too much outside. I mean, there's really just the opening and the ending. Yeah, I feel like there's some scenes that intermittent throughout it, too, that are in natural lighting. Trying to think. I actually think the opening scene's pretty good, too. There's even, like, the POV through the cross helmets. That's pretty cool. Oh, I like that part. Um, the the guys running the horses aren't confident horsemen in their goofy-ass helmets, though. Well, I think they might be confident horsemen, but they're not used to wearing armor and carrying weapons on horses. Yeah, well, yeah, especially that <laughs> fucking plaster helmet on there. yeah. <laughs> Um, I like it though, because uh, so the the um inspiration for that scene was uh Conan the Barbarian. Like uh Mike saw it and he's like, I want a scene like that in my movie where they just murder the shit out of a village. <laughs> <laughs> I want to, but they should be a Muslim man with the oil all over them. <laughs> no, he made it historically accurate by making them crusaders. <laughs> Uh, music by Keith Emerson, sort of. Keith Emerson, of course, he's from the Nice and Emerson, Lincoln, Palmer. He's famous for playing keyboard with a dagger. He also did the soundtrack for Godzilla: Final Wars, which I didn't know. I was like, oh, interesting. Um, mm, it wasn't the Final War for Godzilla. But I can tell you that. Yes. Yeah, so, so while preparing for the film, Argento learned that Keith Emerson was interested in writing the score. Uh, Emerson had previously done the soundtrack for um, Argento's Inferno. Uh, so he sent a 12-track demo to Argen- to uh, Dario Argento, uh, who said um, they were terrible. Not even a child would have written music like that—a sort of bombastic march. It sounded like the Carabinieri fanfare. So he didn't like it. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. So the, um, that only like three give me th- a synth, a uh, synth organ. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so only three tracks were used from those 12 tracks he sent. Uh, the organ-driven main title theme. Or track title, possession and a rearranged version of box prelude twenty four. The rest of the score was uh, two tracks by Philip Glass and, of Let's course, Fabio Pignatelli, who is credited as Goblin because he is the bass player and leader of Goblin. If you pay attention to the opening credits, though, it's not Goblin but the Goblins, the Goblinos, <laughs> which is not what they're called. Goblin, of course, the greatest. 70s and 80s synthesizer pro- progressive rock bass um, soundtrack scores famously Suspiria Dawn of the Dead Goblin Rules they're not the goblins how ridiculous <laughs> Norman Osborn and the Green Goblins the Green Gobbles smack ol' Spider-Man <laughs> Uh, so, uh, La Caisse, uh as mentioned previously, it was originally conceived as the third installment in the Demoni series. But, man, um, yeah. Mikel Suave insisted the film to be distant from the series, wanting it to be sophisticated. This is a real movie, not like a sheet. Well, he actually calls, um, um the, war, I the Demon series and some of the other more low budget, um, uh, campy Italian films of the time, he calls them a pizza schlock. <laughs> pizza schlock. And he doesn't want to make pizza schlock. I, I think this movie is where you can see he's like, I don't want to be your understudy anymore, Argento. I want to do it myself my on my own. I got my own ideas. Yeah. Um, so he rewrote the screenplay to remove any connection to the series. He said, Fuck that demon shit. It's fucking stupid. Bava, you ain't your father. You were raising Dang the f- reason to be Fabrizio, be the fourth generation of Italian filmmakers. And there's only been one, one good one out of four. <laughs> Ridiculous. All right. Well, who's in the cast? Huh? Not any fucking war criminals, I hope. Uh, well, maybe one or two, but Jimmy Carter's not there. That's for sure. We got Hugh Corsi who plays father Gus. Um, he doesn't until it's not until halfway into the movie where you realize, oh, he's actually the hero. Uh, yeah well i mean he's shooting bow and that was pretty cool so (laughs) yeah you know he's getting ready for something (laughs) he's also in highlander which we'll watch eventually he's also in nightbreed we'll watch eventually but most importantly he's captain tanaka or captain panaka in star wars the phantom menace oh fucking (laughs) shit hell yeah that's him oh my god (laughs) <laughs> I was going to say Captain Tanaka Which would be a, a real cool name But, not, but no it's Captain Tanaka say Tanaka From WWF <laughs> That means Buffalo Yeah he's still working but he's just doing like dang old dang TV Like everybody else I guess it's a good thing there was the quote unquote Renaissance in TV Because at least all these actors can have a job Even though it's all shit I would don't want to watch At least there's like a bunch of boomers out there That are watching it all So these people can have jobs I appreciate that <laughs> Get on your boomers. Mm-hmm. We also got Thomas Arana, who plays Evan. You think he's the hero of the film until about half, well, fifteen twenty minutes into it, and then he becomes a creeper. <laughs> it's real quick, five minutes, and you're like, mm, "Why are you looking at Lottie so much?" He's like kind of a famous character actor. He's got small parts and tons of um, amazing movies. Uh, particularly, I'd like to point out, he is Frank Stillwell in Tombstone. He's also in L.A. Confidential and Gladiator. Uh, He's still working Doing the same exact kind of work He's done in his entire career (laughs) Where he's just like a background character With like one or two lines Uh, He does a good job in this movie But then um, it's like Surprise he's not the main character at all He's now a demon He's a a a goat demon He's a rape demon (laughs) Yeah I'm looking at you That one um, scene that takes place Or that one vignette that takes place in Thailand In VHS 2 You just copied the church they already had a demon raping ladies. Stupid ass VHS. <laughs> I like the. I think the idea of a uh, demon raping a woman is is probably pretty old. Oh, it is indeed. It is. <laughs> I remember last week I was talking about the smell of for Kerem. Well, did you know that a witch is lying in Congress with Satan and his um servants? Ah, yeah. Uh, did you know that I once uh, played the main character in the Crucible? <laughs> well, that's got um Daniel Day Lewis. That's his name. What's yeah, the, I play Daniel Day Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> What's the actual main character's name? He's got a cool name, doesn't he? I can't remember. John Crucible. <laughs> <laughs> John Crucible. We also got uh Fyodor Shal Shalyepin, who plays as the bishop. He's a Russian actor. Fyodor? Fyodor. Shaliepin. Shalapin, I guess. Frodor. Fyodor Frodo. He doesn't Shalyepin. have um. Yeah, his last name's not stereotypically Slavic, so it's kind of throwing me off. This guy's old as shit. He started acting in the 20s, and he acts all the way in the early 90s. That's badass. But in this movie, he just plays Creepy Bishop. Like, he's a creep, too. Something about him, I don't trust him. <laughs> well, you know, you're kind of uh, uh, correct not to trust him, because it turns out he's like, yeah, uh, let the demons run a wild. Yeah, it turns out he hates the world, so he's like, fuck it, give it to the demons. Which is...
1: George Romero,
0: very George Romero. <laughs> also, I get it. Um, then we have the real hero of the film, Barbara Kupisti. who plays Lisa. She's the hero because um, she does the best job. She dresses like a real '80s vamp as much as you could in the '80s. Looks good. She's got a and real then... '80s haircut. A real like late '80s, early '90s. Oh, I fucking love her, Bob. Bob haircuts are tight booty tight but also she has to get raped by the demon and the demon is a really cool um practical effect it looks like it's a guy in the suit and the suit's really cool and i really like the um, mechanical parts of its face where like it's like nose can open up and stuff but uh that seems like it would be really shitty to film just lay on a fake cement slab naked wall and then have some rubber some rubber man flop on top yeah Yeah, plus they have that thing too where it's like got glycerin all over it so it's all like drippy and drooly (laughs) like they did with the ghoulies and shit it's not as like bad as the ghoulies but they always do that with monsters in movies where like they just throw some jelly in its mouth, (laughs) make it look sweaty um, still probably not the worst rape scene that we've uh, we've had experiences for this podcast. No, it's, it's honestly the, first, the Death Wish Two is probably still the worst. It's honestly pretty tame, and then the her being like um catatonic, like hypnotized by it, makes it so, you know, it's like oh, he's not beating her to death to rape her. You know, she's just kind of like quote unquote willing. Yeah, I don't know. Unfortunately, those uh, satanic depictions of women copulating with rape are really interesting to me. So, unfortunately, I watched it in this film, and I'm like, this is bad, of course, but, boy, does it look cool. <laughs> if only was it was some sort of a water painting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If only Or done, done is, in the oils. Or just a, at least, like, a um, comic panel from the 70s or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, no, I mean, it's cool to see it depicted in film, too. Um, I mean, I like that scene a lot. I like the design of the demon. I like the idea of it. Um, most of, like, the creepy, weird, sexual, pathology, religious stuff visually in this movie is really fucking cool. That's why I like this movie. And it's, I mean, honestly, the writing is pretty tight for an Italian movie in the 80s. <laughs> uh, but anyways, Barbara Capisti, is, she's also in Mikel Suave's Stage Fright, which is his giallo, which I'm sure we'll watch eventually. Um, she's in Argento's opera. And she played Magda in Cemetery Man, so we've seen her before. Yeah, check this out She acted until the early, a- uh, the early aughts The early zeros And now, she directs her own documentaries About modern and historic civil rights issues Oh, crazy She's an award-winning documentarian mm-hmm. Do-da-da <laughs> Da-da um, We also This is not in the movie too much But um, he's it's Giovanni Lombardo Radici. From City of the Dead <laughs> we'll Say that name again Giovanni Lombardo Radici. Giovanni Lombardo Radici. <laughs> that son um, of a bitch Last week I I mixed him and uh, Mikel up Because I was talking about City of the Dead And I remember I said Mikel played the guy that looks sick all the time mm-hmm. Mikel's actually the guy in the opening scene That gets murdered with his girlfriend And then Giovanni's the guy that looks sick, sick all the time And then Giovanni Lombardo Radici Is famous in Italy For doing tons of these Italian horror films so, we saw him in City of the Dead. He's also in Cannibal Ferox, Stage Fright, uh, Lombardo Bava's Body Puzzle. Apparently, he's in Gangs of New York. Martin Scorsese's Gangs of New York. Hmm. I was thinking about watching it to see if I could find him, but that's a three-hour undertaking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there he is. He's a gang member. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's also in the Omen remake as the priest, which I do remember seeing in theaters. Uh, I saw it in the theaters for free Because this girl Called me and was like hey can you pick me up From the mall and I was like sure No problem we're friends And then she was like oh we're gonna go to the movies And I was like I don't have any money And she said don't worry I'll pay it for you And I said alright And then I saw the omen and I was like Well at least it was free <laughs> I still feel like I was Judas <laughs> A little bit yeah uh, Giovanni, despite appearing in like a thousand horror films Actually hates horror films And doesn't understand <laughs> He doesn't understand how people enjoy them That's, um, It's a living But uh, it's a bullshit That's, Because of this he rarely views his work Afterwards I have a, a hot take about people that don't like horror movies Especially people like I don't understand how people enjoy them um, I theorize that Something's wrong with their like um, Sex drive Like, these people, if you don't uh, like horror movies and you don't understand why people like them, I think you probably suck at having sex. Giovanni, Lombardo, Radici. (laughs) Oh, it's just straight up. Not necessarily that they're asexual or have no sex. They don't want to have sex. They're just bad at sex. Yeah, they fucking suck at it. They don't understand it. They don't get how cool it is. They're just, like, little stupid suckers. They're losers and suckers. That's what it is. Losers and suckers. <laughs> sucker loses. <laughs> you a loser sucker. You got an S on your chest for sucker. I got an H on my chest for hustler. No, that's this is for Superman. It stands for Superman. <laughs> no, if if I see someone with Superman S tattoo on their chest, which I did know someone who had it, that's definitely for sucker. That's, just, <laughs> that's definitely for sucker. That's not for fucking Superman. This I really, yeah, sucker. getting the Superman S tattoo on their chest is. Oof. There's was this little bitch-ass um, washout sniper from the Marines at a call center that, like, I worked at that had a Superman logo on his chest. And I was like, man, you're a fucking loser, you piece of shit. He was a sucker and a loser, to be honest. <laughs> you should be like, I, th- I think that's a Supergirl symbol. <laughs> I think that symbol means you're a bitch. It stands for hope. Oh. Uh, the real star of the show, of course. We're finally getting to it. Asia Argento. La- then she's daughter. There then she is My sweet baby girl Lottie. Uh, She's in Demons 2 She's in Zoo She's in Trauma She's in Triple X Remember Triple X? Uh, the Return of Xander Cage? She's in the first one oh. with, uh, with the Vinny D She's in Gus Van Zandt's Last Days She's in Land of the Dead She's in Sofia Coppola's Marie Antoinette She also directed some stuff too Like Marilyn Manson music videos And anthony Burdain's parts unknown episode what what in early 2017 it was reported by several italian news sources that argento was in a relationship with celebrity chef anthony Burdain. the coolest oh. man on earth <laughs> not anymore now he's the coolest man in hell i guess if we're gonna go the catholic route you would think he's in heaven right that's what you you'd want that's what people want you to think like heaven is a cool place I haven't seen this boring. Where's the sleeves? Remember that at part of Futurama? Where's the sleeves? <laughs> <sleaze>? Yeah. <clears throat> and um, yeah, so they were partners and together when Anthony Bourdain killed himself. When that happened, a bunch of people were like, Hey, Aisha we heard you cheated on Tony. And she's like, Well, we had an open relationship. <laughs> Ugh. Gross even if she did still kind of Gross well, you know he, I mean well he Cheated on her too he cheated on her Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like, I, mean like, I don't know Yeah I don't know whatever it's just not Like people I don't know whatever Unless she was like you should kill yourself you should kill yourself then I don't think you should blame her for anything Oh no yeah absolutely not that's not what my Point was I know I know no, I'm just a, I'm trying to make A general statement to people about Oh yeah yeah I thought you were saying Them having an open relationship where it was gross It's like nah. whatever people you can get it how you can You know no, 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 just the, uh, trying to trying to Blame, it on blame it, her yeah. for the suicide is gross even, like, if she, uh, even if it wasn't an open relationship I don't think that would be cool Yeah, no, that's just a piece of shit Like this weird celebrity culture shit right? It's your fault he killed himself he Doesn't mention it in his suicide note Or anything, but it's your fault like, In fact, he didn't leave a suicide note, did he? I don't think he did he just that one um, enigmatic Twitter post. I have information that will lead to Clinton Hillary. <laughs> <clears throat> Suck as shit. <clears throat> uh, technically, um, Asia Argento is named Aria because the Italian uh, birth registration office would not accept Asia. Because I don't know if you knew this about uh, European countries, they um, have like rules about what's acceptable to name your children in some countries. They sure do. They sure do. That way, you don't get um fucking Khaleesi. And uh, <laughs> Aria Wait a minute <laughs> <laughs> Usually it's because they're trying to avoid names like uh, Hitler Rocks Or like Optimus Prime <laughs> Do they uh, police Optimus Prime? They wouldn't let her be named Asia Yeah well I thought it was just a country It was a country uh, Well no normally they do it to, to keep um, cult, yeah, Certain cultural Cultural thing, names, names yeah. Like, was yeah. it all still in a place in Italy? I, Italy's so oh, no. weird it probably is probably in Italy, Iceland does it too oh no, Iceland just enforces the the patronic naming is all so you ins- you have to use your father's name and son or daughter for your last name hmm. I think that's all Iceland does. I don't know Wait, but yeah, there's places in Europe where they police so you can name your children so that it's uh, culturally relevant to the country which, I mean, most, most, most people are going to name their kids after like family members and shit anyways. So yeah. well, having... Or like their favorite TV show. I'm, yeah, I mean, I guess nowadays. <laughs> uh, so she's also the youngest female director ever in Italy, and she made Italy's first digital film. She was. Uh, she said, that the questions about my father get less and less, and my, I'm relieved about that. No, I wasn't upset by the things he did to me in his films. I never thought of it like it was me doing it because he would say, it's only a movie, and I thought the same. Also, it is only a movie, so it's kind of like, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> and he never does anything, like, he never makes her do anything super weird, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's a the scene in this movie where... Evan's supposed to be creeping on her like looking up her skirt but it's like the camera's obviously not going to look up Dario Argento's skirt you know or daughter's skirt so it's just you see your knees or whatever because I don't think Dario Argento is a creep especially not about his own daughters (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if he's a creep or not but I would assume he's not a creep about his own daughter yeah that said at uh i assume most old italian men are creeps though well there's kind of that's kind of the stereotype of italian culture right is like italian men are pretty like sexually aggressive oh certainly in uh, <laughs> the, the church the italian was rather aggressive <laughs> yeah oh you fiery latinos oh someone's gonna be mad that i call italians latinos guess what they speak a latin language that's what latino means Obviously, there's greater cultural significance to what Latino means now, but I just think it's funny that people use it interchangeably all the time. And the fact that Latino just means someone who speaks a language of Latin origin, which technically would be Italian. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Technically correct. The best (laughs) kind of correct. (laughs) A few years ago, she was at the Cannes Film Festival, and she said, I have a few words to say. that was it. In 1997, I was raped by Harvey Weinstein. I here at Cannes. I was 21 years old. This festival was his hunting ground. I want to make a prediction. Harvey Weinstein will never be welcomed here ever again. He'll live in disgrace, shunned by a film community that once embraced him and covered up for his crimes. And even tonight, sitting among you, there are those who still have to be held accountable for their conduct against women, for behavior that does not belong in this industry and does not belong in any industry or workplace. You know who you are. But most importantly, we know who you are. And we're not going to allow you to get away with it any longer. That's right. Asia Argento was one of the first people to call out Harvey Weinstein. Publicly, anyways. Uh, and also, then there's still a lot of them are still getting away with it. Hooray! Yeah, what's fucking crazy about it to me, honestly, to, which really illustrates this weird power that Harvey Weinstein had, is uh, he was able to rape the daughter of fucking... Basically, the knight, a knight of fucking Italy. You know what I mean? Dario Argento is... A serious, a big deal powerful film director in Italy, in all of Europe, even the United States. Like, Dario Argento is like kind of a big deal. And it's wild to me that she was in the position for this to happen and like he could just do this shit. That's crazy to me. Obviously, it's crazy to me that uh, there's, there's no repercussions until very yeah. recently. I I mean the I don't know, obviously it's shitty to think about how terrible Harvey Weinstein is and every victim of his it's like fucking crazy to think about. But I just can't believe the amount of power and like leeway that are given to horrible people generally is men, just because men are usually the the heights of power in our society. But people just I don't I don't people just let people get away with shit. Um unfortunately though, as a follow up to that um uh, Miss Argento quietly arranged to pay $380,000 to her own accuser Jimmy Bennett a young actor and rock musician who said she had sexually assaulted him in a California hotel room years earlier when he was only 2 months past his 17th birthday So mm, I think I remember this story <laughs> Yeah it came out um pretty quickly after she called out Harvey Weinstein <laughs> So that kind of sucks I was thinking about it too like um When I was 18 or 19 or so, I remember being in a few situations where I was, like, too young to understand how to handle it. Like, being, like, kind of pressured by older women and how uncomfortable it was. Luckily, like, nothing bad happened to me because it was, like, not a conductive environment for them to sexually exploit me. But, like, there's definitely been a few situations when I was younger where I was like, oh, yeah, I could have been raped. Should you think about? Hmm. People are great yeah I uh, just you know people are people some people are, really are great just some people aren't yeah that sucks about Asia Argenta though who would kill your heroes? Mm, yeah I mean she's i i mean she's whatever I guess she's just Dario's daughter, but she also was Anthony Bourdain's partner she seemed like a cool lady she had cool tattoos. She's very beautiful. You Can't animal. trust people with tattoos. They're, they they can trick you with those. How cool they are! Everyone I know's got tattoos. <laughs> no, I just mean that tattoos don't mean they're automatically cool. Oh no, nah, usually they don't. She just has cool ones. That make her look. they're hers are like pretty, like '90s style and like corny. If they're on somewhere else, someone else, I think they just kind of like fit her. But it turns out she's a rapist. So whatever. Yeah, I guess that's my. The final thing I want to say about it is that Anthony Bourdain rules. I wish he didn't kill himself. Parts Unknown, one of the best TV shows of all time. That about wraps it up for the cast. Let's talk about La Casa. <laughs> so, uh, remember last week I was talking about how as quickly as, like, January of 1988, they were like, all right, time for Demons 3. Um, yeah, I was like, boom, boom, boom. He's like, yeah, we, 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 we've got the kid on our hands. It's, it's like Italian nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, so the, that's what was going on. They're like, it was Lombardo Bava and Dario Argento. They're like, you know what, Demons 2, fucking gangbusters. We got Lyra coming out of our butts and other stuff coming out of our butts. And they I'm were mostly like, a poop for me, but uh you speak for yourself. And then they were like, We gotta get that Demons 3 going. Uh Argento said it was not gonna be called Demons 3, but potentially Retorno Al Casa de Demoni, <laughs> <laughs> Return to the house of the demon. <laughs> Were they going to return to the original matinee? No, they were going to return to the demon's house, which is um, that, <laughs> that castle where they found Nostradamus. Yeah, Nostradamus is. Cr- <laughs> and where was Nostradamus in this? They went from Nostradamus to th- get to Catholicism. Yeah, because Catholicism is badass. Nostradamus is, I guess, Nostradamus is kind of interesting, but like no, the woo woo magic shitty. Like murder um, <laughs> Bullshit That Catholicism used to be all about That shit's badass You know Italians love that shit they're, like, <laughs> they're suffering or under Catholicism all the time <laughs> And then the 1800s happened God damn it So the third Demons film uh, was originally developed The story by Franco Fellini And Dardano Sacchetti uh, This one was gonna involve an airplane That had to make an emergency landing Where it, fell, it finds itself on the island With a volcano Whoa, what? Yeah. So Katie explained that the situation was for them to arrive in a weird hell and compared the film to Alien, but with the isolated place being an airplane opposed to a spaceship and the demons replacing the aliens. I don't. Hopefully it wasn't going to all take place on the airplane. The airplanes are like a pretty small fucking environment. No, it was going to take place on an island. It was going to be Lost, but demons. Demonius. Instead of Purgatory. <laughs> Uh, So they eventually developed a new screenplay Set in a church Which acted as a passage into hell And uh, that became Argento would later state That the church was never Demons 3 Nobody but Lumberto Ever wanted to make Demons 3 I didn't want it, the studio didn't want it Nobody wanted it Lumberto, he is a dumb son of a bitch I hate him, I wish he'd die I spit on him, Puh. Yes, Argento's kind of just throwing Um, Lomberto Bava under the bus (laughs) Yeah, because It doesn't seem like that was necessarily the case No, it's not the case at all Because there was Demon's screenplay With the same screenwriters got switched over To the chair (laughs) And no one ever called it, just Lomberto, he's crazy (laughs) Yeah, and also uh, Argento's quoted earlier is talking about Making Demon's (laughs) three (laughs) <laughs> no, no No, I never say Yeah That's Hollywood for you Yeah, I was jumping on his couch Because he could afford it That's Hollywood for you, baby um, Yeah, so once the screenplay changes And all the shit's going on Lumberto Bava leaves uh, Dario Genta's like, I'll send in my best boy Mikael Suave Because uh, he just coming off the success Of Stage Fright Suave, yeah, I don't want to do it. I want to do my own thing. You stupid son of a bitch! <laughs> oh man, I hate you. I don't want to your life. <laughs> I don't want to your life. Uh, Swavi was surprised at Baba leaving, uh, stating, "I couldn't believe he had worked on it for so long and didn't want to complete the project. He's just trying to make money, man. You saw the first two. You helped make the first one. Uh, you had a you had metal on your face, aluminum foil." Yeah, so um, Swabi made some changes to the script himself. Specifically, the new opening scene, which mentioned previously, was inspired by John Milius's Conan the Barbarian. hmm. Um, if only they had a false doom. Oh, they did. It was um, the bishop. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Uh, Swavi declared that he loved the first part But in the middle it was a little silly So I got together with Franco Farini And worked out to make it stronger <laughs> That's shocking <clears throat> after what I saw from Demons The middle oh, yeah. part being a little silly It was uh, a little silly he, he had the two dirt bikes And the three samurai the, bullshit. <laughs> the demons show up in the eighth minute I said no Push it to the 15th So they had to <clears throat> Really struggle and strife to find The appropriate church for the film Argento said they looked uh, throughout Italy, France, Germany, and Switzerland. And it uh, turns out nobody wanted them to shoot in their church. <laughs> <There's a> real <laughs> shock. What's hey, the movie going to be about? Demons in our church? It's about <laughs> uh, Catholicism's mistakes. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> so then they were like, we well, you know, what? let's check out Eastern Europe. They don't care as much, right? <laughs> so they went to Czechoslovakia, Hungary, and Bulgaria. And eventually they settled on a church in Hungary. And the film was shot at the Matthias Church in Budapest. Are some of the extras Budapisan, Budapestian? Budapestian. <clears throat> I mean, they must be Hungarian and stuff, but they, they all look like little blonde haired German kids, but I guess that's Austria Hungary too, right? Yep. Yeah, so yeah, they're probably Budapestians, little Hungarians running around with their blonde hair and their blue eyes and their, their just loving their. Fucking Teutonic Knights or whatever. <laughs> you know who really loves the Teutonic Knights? Uh the Nazis. <laughs> the Nazis loved a lot of things. They misappropriated a lot of shit. I don't think they misappropriated the Teutonic Knights, though. I think they got that one right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but here's the interesting thing. Um, I don't know why I know this. Well, I do know why I know this. For a while I was uh really interested in like um how Nazi Germany operated and came to power and blah blah. I'm talking like High school days. I was At no point was I ever flirting with fascism. No, was, uh, he was your exactly like app pupil. I, I, <laughs> I read Student King. No, because I was like an anarchist and like getting in fights with skinheads when I was like 14 or 15. Oh, you no, you're like, what is the she woman of the SF? The way I, mm, I touched myself tonight so thinking of her. The she wolf of the SS Yeah. I mean, that's pretty hot. <laughs> I don't, don't want to lie. Um, but, anyways, Um Uh What's interesting about the Teutonic Knights is the order of Jerusalem German sons and Jerusalem, whatever the fucking, the Teutonic Knights, uh, they did exist all the way up until 1938. Obviously, by the time you get to the 1800s, they just become like a religious charitable sort of organization. They're not mm-hmm. like killing people and shit anymore. But um, at the same time, Nazi Germany is <clears throat> lotting the Teutonic Knights and using them as like a historical cultural figure in the country about, like, the power of um, Aryans and Germany and stuff. they destroying their actual order. Yeah, because the Nazis didn't like Catholics. So, the surviving Teutonic Knights are just being, like, imprisoned and killed and stuff. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if that's repeating itself anywhere in the world right now. I'm trying to think. Um, I guess with the military. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, it kind of is like the role of the military since World War Two, Right? Yeah. So we we laud them but then... Punch them. Punch them. Punch yes. them in the kidneys. Um, and Healthcare, I don't think so, sucker. <laughs> Go die on the streets with your PTSD. <laughs> we need another F-35, though. <laughs> Hell yeah, those things rule. Uh, Swavi described his filming experience of the church as exhausting, noting that he was free and I could do what I wanted, but I also suffered a lot because of the difficulties, the viciss- vicissitudes, and the delays. And he derisively referred to the Demons film series as well as some of the other works of his contemporaries as pizza schlock and expressed that he wanted the church to be more sophisticated, which it is, but not much more sophisticated. Yeah, you're not making like the pinnacle here. I mean, honestly, the church could easily have been a very sophisticated, artful movie with just the ingredients that it has. It's just like the screenwriting is like not quite as good, you know. Cause no, I don't know. I didn't open this podcast by decrying it. Oh, I mean, I still love it. I still think it is great, and it is much more sophisticated than fucking demons and the movie we're gonna not watch next week. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> you're the pick these ones, goddamn it! I know. I actually love all of them, but I do. I do recognize that there's varying degrees of how um, good they are as far as like storytelling goes. Uh, this one, until we get to the very final one This one is the most visually interesting I'll say Nah, the one next week is pretty visually interesting too But in an interview with Cinefantastique Suave explained that he wished to move beyond uh, his, what it, with, uh, He wished to move beyond the pizza schlock With his creations following the film's release and Because really of pizza. that, he parted ways with Argento enter, Ending their long-time creative partnership and then he'd go on to make fucking Cemetery Man. So it was the smartest choice he ever made. He make a big mistake. His career he would never recover after he leave me. You're dumb. You're terrible. I am all the creative ideas he ever have. They come from me. Well, I mean... I like uh, to think that that's uh, <laughs> Argento. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's weird about this whole 80s or 70s, 60s, 70s, 80s Italian... Filmmaking scene is like it kind of really does Die out at the end of the 80s for some reason um, Ar- Argento continues to make films Until like the mid 90s still making good films Cemetery Man is 1995 But like there's not like any Big Italian classics Aside from Argento and Suave After the 80s it's kind of like Everyone sucked after that <laughs> I guess it probably just wasn't sustainable financially Because of inflation and budgets going up And all sorts of stuff Everybody's too busy making Italian TV Yeah I mean most of these guys do just go on To direct Italian TV shit So there you go It's the golden age of Italian television Wow La Casa was the 36th top grossing film In Italy in the year of 1989 People It's assumed the gross was diminished As the film rating board gave the film A FM18 certificate For the many particularly violent and shocking scenes which are considered unsuitable for the sensitivity of the spectators in developmental age. We don't like when the girl gets raped by a goat demon. I mean, that probably was pretty shocking. But then, like I said, it's been depicted in art a lot. You'd think Italians would be like, oh, yes, I love this shit. This is the shit we like. No, no. It's only okay if you use it to sell ice cream during a commercial. It's only okay if it's like frescoes or stained glass. (laughs) (laughs) One year later, though, the Film Commission overturned the previous ruling and considered the film violent and shocking scenes as not particularly and intensely underlined with the general context of the film and changed the rating to VM 14 no, we saw it, and I get a little bit of a hard-on, so it's okay. Yeah, they're like, you know what? This is pretty fun. He's like, you see when that conflagration of human corpses rises out of the church? That's they're pretty riding bad. around. So That's pretty bad. Butt <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, contemporary review. Variety referred to the film as technically proficient, but empty horror exercise. Praising the score by Goblin. And uh, a more modern review, Jason Buchanan of All Movie gave the film a three-star five rating, referring to it as a gothic-drenched apocalyptic nightmare that builds a suffocating sense of quiet dread. What do you think? I give it a fucking four stars out of five. I fucking love this movie. I give it uh, four stars out of six bananas. It's badass. All right, let's go over it. Fucking... The 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 Teutonic Knights kill all the people in the village. There's, for some reason, a basket face. Basket face turns out to be Asia Argento. The yeah. whole, whole opening scene is cool as shit. I like how it? they have to remind us again at the very end like, hey, she was the basket face. <laughs> well, she's got to explain to Gus all the exposition. <laughs> it's bad. So they're throwing people in a mass grave. For some reason, they're throwing the people's ducks in there. Then they throw a giant cross on top of it. It's well, that death was in worshiping Satan too. You didn't see that? He had some yeah, crosses had, on his yeah, the cross on his little feet. <laughs> badass. All good in the opening. All right, we meet this fucking dorky Indiana Jones dork. He's oh neither. my! no. Don't refer to him as Indiana Jones ever again. That's insulting um, to anybody that even wanted to attempt to be Indiana Jones. Lisa refers to him as Indiana Jones, and Lisa's the boss. Uh, yeah. For some reason, him and Lisa immediately uh, fall in love, which is kind of weird. Flirting. Yeah, uh, let's. Think, there's definitely been times times in my life where like that has all happened like in one day. You just like meet someone, blah. blah. You like let's have coffee. Yeah, we're having coffee, and no. then at night you're like, oh, we're we're having sex. Oh wait, I gotta go because I just didn't cover this secret. Like that whole no. sequence was. <laughs> it's never happened in like my regular daily life. It's been like, it's happened where it's like fucking. Fourth of July, you meet someone at a party in the afternoon, and you're vibing. Get, and you end up like getting together. Yeah, alcohols night. involved. And then you like hang out for like the next week or two or whatever. That's I mean that shit's happening. I don't. I've never like walked into a new job and been like, damn, there's my new wife right there. <laughs> like the whole thing. I, like I can't believe Lisa still wanted to be with him because the, the first day she meets him, um, they're gonna go have coffee, right? Yeah. They go back to her place, right? Yeah, and they're having sex. He just figures out the secret to decipher this little puzzle, and he runs off in the middle of the night. Right? Wouldn't if I was a woman, I'd be like, "Yeah, well, well, fuck you, you piece of shit." Well, she is probably just like, "Oh, maybe he's you know, gay," and we'll try it again to to for proof. She's not sure yet, but she's like, "Oh, maybe he's just not that into it." (laughs) Hmm. Yeah but then when she does show up the next day To see him she's like we're in love You know like they're kissing and stuff Like they're kissing like they're in love And it's like what he did not satisfy her needs She would not be in love with him not- Male centric <laughs> as long as that. I mean this is Italian shit man. <laughs> Um yeah but then He starts oh what's this uh, Oh I gotta solve the mystery of the <laughs> I gotta find the stone with the seven eyes Yeah it's- and I then- Become a superpower man or some shit it's badass, though. He finds a stone, he breaks through it, the fucking cross falls to the ground, a fucking ghost fart comes out of it, <laughs> and then blue light. He finds a sack, demon arms come out of the sack and get him. Oh, that he whole gets sequence. pulled in the demon sack. That whole it's sequence. probably a six demon bag, there's probably six demons in that bag. The whole scene, this whole segment's beautiful. Then his hands are cut for some reason. I was like, oh, the demons are going to set him up to commit suicide. <laughs> he's caught the stigmata, the demon stigmata. Yeah, then ah. he starts killing people, he takes out his heart, and he bites it, and he shows it to the blood-red sky. Badass. They don't make shit like this anymore. This movie fucking rules. Fuck you, Marvel. <laughs> oh, also, I heard <laughs> Dr. Strange is going to gonna do that. Yeah, no, they're too afraid to do anything new with Dr. Strange. Remember, they got rid of the director. No, he's yeah. going to pull his heart out and eat it. No, he's Doctor Strange isn't gonna do shit except for be quippy like Tony Stark. He's gonna rip someone's head off and hit and ring a bell with a ring a ghost bell. Nope, he's gonna tell jokes against the giant CGI monster. You, if you've seen uh, you've you've seen every Marvel movie, so you've seen every future Marvel movie too. <laughs> <laughs> There's not ever gonna be anything new that happens in them. Don't worry about it. Also, Mulan's trash. How dare you? Absolute trash. Disney, give up. No, they're making money. They're making paper. Fucking Nintendo's doing it now, too. A From what, the, the... the vaults of Nintendo comes a uh, fucking N- port of Mario 64. What the fuck? Uh, na- available a- for a limited time. <laughs> now, Nintendo's always done that. <laughs> yeah, Nintendo's trash, too. Fucking corporations are trash. Here's the thing. I don't fucking, know how many times I fucking bought Super Mario World. Like, 14. It's fucking garbage. I'm tired of this shit. Fucking Nintendo's whack. They shouldn't even have the copyright on Mario anymore. See if someone else can make a fucking weird-ass Mario game. Give up the copyright, Nintendo. Bring yeah, your offices down. Call be me Super Meat Boy. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing with fucking Disney and Marvel characters. Give up the copyright. See if someone else can do some interesting shit with your characters instead of you guys just fucking lazily printing money. <laughs> I've seen fan fiction. The answer is they can't. No, no, no. I'll never work for Marvel, though. The only man I would work for is Dario Argento. End of discussion I don't know, my point is um, This shit rules, it's all in film It's all practical effects, it only costs 3 million dollars to make It's badass, they don't make them like they used to Everything that comes out now is just fucking machine learning garbage Fucking by committee, by producers uh, Lowest common denominator, what's gonna generate the most cash What kind of memes can we throw in it Remember in Black Panther when they were like, what are those? Yeah, that line's gonna fucking hold up in 10 years You fucking garbage ass company How dare you? Everything's pointless. (laughs) No, not really. There's tons of great shit out there. Life's no. There's not. They're all garbage. Shut up. You're doom and gloom. No, there's repent, sinner. Tons of good shit. It's just always done by um, individual creators. Sometimes working under the confines of corporations, but not always. Uh, But yeah, you just you know shit. That's just like the drip feed of culture that comes from your corporate overlords. It's not good. No, it's great. You love it. Wallow in it. Wash over it. Let it wash over you. Yeah, get the. I guess there's like a conflict of um, or a weird dichotomy to the podcast because we're technically talking about consumer products, but we're usually talking about the uh, the the art and the creators that went into making these products. You notice we don't, um, even though the original conceit of the podcast was to be about canon films, uh, we don't usually ever talk about the producers or any of that shit or like what production company released these films because who gives a fuck? They didn't do shit. It's just someone with the money. And if we lived in a just society, everyone would have the money. You wouldn't need to go <laughs> beg someone for the money. <laughs> you could just do shit. But no, you got to go Nintendo. Give me the money. Give me the money. <laughs> I don't know how, how does it work when everybody has enough money to just produce a film? You actually kind of do have enough money to produce a film right now. Um, you just got to get actors to work for free. Yeah. And then equipment. Um, somehow you'll have to <coughs> get the licenses and work out. Um, all the paperwork so you can film in certain locations. And now he's got to uh, do a guerrilla style. I mean, yeah, I guess. You get arrested for that and then have to pay um fines. So it's kind of like no matter what you do in uh, the United States, uh, it's probably going to cost you money. And there's no funding for the arts anymore. But whatever. It's all great. Who cares, right? Things will be fine. It's not like everything's coming apart at the seams. Like the church. <laughs> It's going to be a. I, well, like, I mean, the, again, the whole conceit of the church is there's one spot in the church, you touch it and the whole thing falls down. So it's not like it's built great to begin with. Well, what's interesting about that, to go back to the church, is um, when they first show that bulb device, isn't that the torture device that they put up your ass and then twist it open? Yes, isn't it? I don't yeah, know. But they just put it in his mouth and somehow it works with the contraption. That doesn't seem right. Because the guy that they torture with the device is the guy that built the fail safe in the church. So, I Wait, mean, it's gonna, the secret's gonna die in his mouth, huh? Get yeah, it? So, but I mean, like, they, did they push it through to lock into the contract? You know what I mean? So, it's like, that part doesn't really make sense either. It should have just been like a lever or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that's just weird. But you know what? It's still better than fucking Mulan or Iron Man 3. But not Iron Man 2. Iron Man 2 is the one, with Mickey Rourke, where he skips around with his uh, lightning whips, right? Yeah, he's got a bird. Yeah, that... this, is, this is my bird. Yeah, that one, you're right, that one is the best. <laughs> do my bird. Uh, what that's else what is good? He bites his animals. Uh, There's no animals in this. That's why I don't like it. need a it's, bird or a um, dog. The demon's in it. He's, not, eh. He's a the goat demon. demon. I don't like my animals as rapists. I prefer my animals to do as little rape as possible. Well, most animals are rapists. So. <laughs> my, a, lot, a lot of animals are dicks, but that's <laughs> <a> it. <different. laughs> if you think about it, a lot of animals are out there raping all the time. Most of them, I guess you could say, don't have like the ethical; they don't have the complexity of mind to understand the ethical issue with it. But uh, dolphins, at least, we can consider rapists, right? Because <laughs> they're smart enough to know that they're raping. <laughs> Orcas too. We you know you know you're you know what you're doing is bad. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking dolphins! You're going to go to dolphin jail <laughs> dolphin jail. Fucking rules. Everyone watch the church. It's great. Like, uh, There's a lot of red flags that Lisa should have with this man. It's all, I'm getting that. Like, He's like, ah, I'm going to find this secret that's buried here and then become a Superman. That's not, like, that's not a man you, you should be hanging around with. Anybody. If you have a friend that says that, you need to report them to the authorities. Man, who cares? He, it's all just so he can get possessed by a demon and turn into a demon and do right, demon he, right, and he, he wants to like read people's minds or some shit. He's into some crazy, creepy shit. Yeah, but that's everyone who's into the occult. It'd be awesome to read minds. Mm, I heard that Mouse Mouse song. If you could read, if you uh, knew what yeah. your fans of are saying, you wish that they would just shut up. Yeah, but mind. I mean, like, if I guess if that's like Professor X's dilemma too, right? Is like he's like tortured by like all the shit he has to hear all the time. But if you like turn it off, I think it would be fine. <laughs> yeah, I guess yeah. Professor SX depending on who writes him, has also been a creep. I mean, if you can read people's minds, like, you're going to do some creepy shit, you know? Getting the words. from the nature nervous. of the beast. I don't know if I'd want to read people's minds because of uh, the Professor X dilemma where you're also, like, constantly haggard by it. But also, like, people are pretty transparent in general if you pay attention to them. Generally, people, like, uh, just tell you shit or, or they'll accidentally tell you shit. Or you can read between the lines of what they're saying and understand them. I just The people just, like, aren't that clever. You don't really need to read minds. Just, like, pay attention a little bit. People are transparent as shit. Hmm. So that's uh, Kiz's lesson for the day. Just pay a little bit of attention to what people are saying, how they're acting, the eye contact they make, how they say things. You know, just feel their vibe. <laughs> and you'll be able to read them like a book, just like Kyle does. Pretty much. I'm telling you, people are pretty transparent. But the real important thing is, you know, I this summer sucked. Why was it so bad? <laughs> I think you know why. The fall's gonna suck too. Fucking what's what's Halloween gonna be like? Thanksgiving, Christmas. This will be the year without Christmas too. Yeah, it's it sucks. I don't, normally I feel like I'm in better position to handle um the winter. Like I've positioned myself better by having an enjoyable summer. With a lot of like carnal activities and shit. And then um, now it's like, oh man, I'm feeling pretty bad at the end of summer. Oh, what's the winter gonna be like? <laughs> More summer. I was watching um, a-, a Japanese animated film the other day hmm. uh, an anime, if you will. Uh, I forget what its name is because it's in Japanese and um, I don't know Japanese very well, but it's about. A little girl that goes to visit her grandfather in the woods every summer and she meets um a spirit that lives in the woods but she can't touch the spirit or he'll disappear but they go and hang out every summer and she gets older and they fall in love and he accidentally touches a human at a spirit festival and starts to disappear and they finally get to embrace anyways and all the other spirits are like oh thank you hotaru you he finally got to touch a human being blah 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 Ah, uh, it's really cute, whatever is the point. But the point I'm what I wanna bring up is there's a scene where she's back home in, um, I don't know, wherever she normally lives, right in in the city. and she's eating dinner with her family in this wintertime. And, um, you know, in Japan, they got those little tables and then in the wintertime, they put, like, the heated blanket under the table. So you get suck your legs into the heated blanket under the table. <laughs> and then you sit in those cute little chairs where, like, you, the, it's just the back and the bottom. And then you sit on the bottom and it creates tension so you can lean into the back. And um, it's, like, just in the background because it's her and her mother talking, really. But you can see her dad, like, just, like, chilling, like, leaning in the chair, drinking a beer, eating some food, like, at the table. And it's snowing outside. And I was like, man, that's some fucking cozy shit. Like, imagine just, like, chilling in the wintertime with, like, your partner under a little cozy blanket, eating some food, drinking some beer, watching a movie. And I was like, oh, I'm going to cry about this later. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and then also, I was talking to my ex-girlfriend about something, and it came up like, um, I don't know, one time like when I was drunk, I was like, if anyone's gonna kill me, I want you to do it. I think It would be very romantic, or whatever. I was like, oh yeah, I remember that. Like, I still kind of believe it because, like, I guess my kink, if you will, is just like um, romantic intimacy. But since I'm so weird, like what I consider intimate is it can be kind of kind of broad and wacky. And then she's like, yeah, it's pretty endearing, but like also intense and pushes people away. And I was like, "Oh no, I can't talk to you anymore." <laughs> <laughs> well, Kyle, she kind of just summed you up in uh, one sentence. Yeah, I was like uh, this, this morning. I was listening to the Commodores, right, and it was "Easy Like Sunday Morning." Yeah, who doesn't? Well, like I was listening to the Black Commodores, Beatles? but that song came on. Is easy? I mean, easy like Sunday morning. and like, I'm not, man. I'm, like, intense, like, Sunday night when you're fucking upset you have to go to school or work. <laughs> and you hear there's some projects <laughs> you didn't finish. Yeah, <laughs> that's not me, man. <laughs> that ain't me. Yeah, sad sex. Um, I guess that's the date watch update is uh fucking intense. Next week, we're going to watch The Beyond, which is the second part of Lucio Fulci's Gates of Hell trilogy. Oh, uh, you know I'm a twice as good as Dario Argento uh, Two or three times maybe <laughs> Yeah, who made Zombie 2? Lucio Fulci What did Dario Argento do? He produced the, the original zombie Also known as Don of the Dead but, So that means he's better? Don of the Dead is a much better movie than uh, Zombie 2 <laughs> 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 Oh, uh, we'll be on. We should. We should be on Twitch this Friday, right? Yeah, we should be. We should give it a shot.
1: No, I want to keep Twitch. doing
0: it. It's just uh, I didn't feel like it this week. I didn't feel like it at all. either It was um, mean, honestly. If I uh, if I if they throw another stimulus check, I might just try not working on a, uh, for a week and then just trying to stream. Man, we're not give another stimulus check. Where's who? 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 I, I'm, that? I'm hoping for hope. <laughs> all right. Keep hope alive, huh? Me too. That's what I'm doing. Someday I'm uh, have a cozy Japan dinner table with um. I'm ready to get Arizona. It's too hot here. Um, convince mom to sell the house. We'll buy up a lot of land. (laughs) Oh, that's all mom's talking about is selling the house and getting out of here. Uh, I guess that's it for VHS cold. Man, I told myself this time I was gonna introduce us at the beginning. We didn't 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 do it. Mm -mm. VHS cold. I'm Kyle. I am Iron Guy That was our episode About the church Next week we'll watch The Beyond by Lucio Fulci We will also be on Twitch on Friday And we will watch I guess Blood and Black Lace still right Yeah let's just do what we should do last week Follow us on Twitter Like and subscribe Spotify, iTunes, rate and review Tell your friends VHS Cult Um, going to the moon, you'll notice that keep your eyes open. There's a lot of people around you that constantly want you to submit from all sorts of angles. They're just trying to convince you to submit on a lot of things. I don't think you should. I think it's bad to submit. In fact, when people present you with an option where it's like, you must submit or nothing, usually I'm like, fuck you, I don't even care anymore. Yeah, don't tell me to submit to shit. I'll fuck you up. So that's what I'm talking about. Keep your eyes open, except for one thing you can't submit to. He just